Howdy, howdy, green team. Welcome back. So nice to be hanging out with you again today. I've got a very special guest here, Kat DeMassey, and we're going to be talking about an organization called Tree Plenish that gives students a way to get out there and plant trees in their communities. So it's a really cool program. And so we're gonna be talking to Kat in a minute. Before we do that, I just wanna remind you that the Earth Week Summit is coming up. Uh, we've got events all throughout Earth Month. So our own events and then our promoting partners. So if you have events happening during April and you want to be a partner with us, then sign up and we'll cross promote and get more folks um, able to to be the change that we that we wish to see. Also, our 2021 International Climate Action Challenge launches August 18th and we have an early bird special going through April 10th. So it's uh, two for one for your team uh, for two for one for the first two people on your team. Uh, so half price there or you can do your whole team of 10 for half price. So if you are interested in doing it, sign up for that. We'll also be introducing your team during the, the Earth Week Summit. Um, so anyhow, with that, got my little business out of the way and so excited to speak with Kat. So morning, Kat. Good morning, I'm so excited to speak with you as well. Yeah, really, really excited to dive into this. Um, but before we do that, will you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got connected with this, with this group? And uh, yeah, how did you come to be part of Tree Plenish? Of course, um, I am originally from Mansfield, Massachusetts, actually, where Tree Plenish was started. Uh, it was started by two of my close friends in high school who realized how much paper we were really using during our senior year, everything from notes and homeworks and packets that teachers would hand out, we realized how much paper was being used. And so as a senior project, uh, the two of them worked on creating an event uh, specifically to our town in uh, Mansfield. And then this past year, they actually took it nationally and they, they had a goal of like 10 schools, try and get it to 10 schools. And they were able to get it out to 85 schools across 20 states, which is very impressive for one year's work. And when I told them I was interested in um, nonprofit management, as well as um, like eco-friendly projects, they asked me if I would come on and help manage um, some of their media outreach. And of course, I was excited about it. They are truly incredible people. And the fact that they've done so much in such a little time is truly impressive. That is so cool. That, I mean, this is exactly what we're seeing is that people that if they, that people on the ground have a really good idea. You know, like like that seeing the 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 waste in your own school that you know you're the experts on that. Of course. We were we were working all of us, I think, as teachers assistants and we're noticing how much copying we were doing. But we real what we weren't realizing was that all those all that paper had to come from somewhere. So the fact that we could, you know, put back even just a little bit into the community was really great. So the initial idea was we're using all this paper. Can we just offset the amount of paper that we're using by getting out there and planting trees, starting in one school and then going national? Yeah, the whole the whole goal was just originally Mansfield, Massachusetts. Can we can we uh, take what Mansfield High School has used 
and plant that amount of trees in the community. And I think the goal was 230 trees our first year and we ended up planting closer to 330. So that was, that was great. And then they saw the impact it had in one school and thought, well, can we inspire others to do the same in their schools? So it was really uh, great to see it go from small town Massachusetts to this national organization. Yeah, yeah. I know when I, I came across you guys on Instagram, I'm like, this, this is exactly it. This is the thing. Instead of, it seems like a lot of the eco clubs out there, they, they focus on, I don't know, trying to get the waste sorting. And some of those things are very depressing. <laughs> and um, you can still do that. But, but when you have something creative, like, like what you're doing, I think it's, people get excited about it and really want to be to be part of it. Yeah, I definitely think it's great that we get to be hands-on too with so many students. Like it's an actual event that gets to be run and so many people can get involved whether they're students or community members, so. Yeah, yeah, so, um, so that was a great intro about Tree Plenish as well. So how does it actually work? I know there's several schools in Denver Public Schools that are working kind of through the Youth Sustainability Board, many of them, mm -hmm. um, which the Youth Sustainability Board helps uh, schools get their eco clubs or green teams going. Um, but so how does it work then for an act for an individual school that that would be interested in participating in what what you guys are doing. Could you give us an example? Yeah, so what we did was we started, um, I wanna say in August, although next year's is up now currently, but we started in August and put out interest forms to schools saying, would you be interested in hosting a tree punish event? And after they fill out that interest form, we set up a meeting with the students or teacher that really wants to get involved. And we have a meeting with them. We explain to them the process, which I will explain to you guys in just a minute. And if they're interested in uh, working with us, then they fill out the intent form to work with us. And once they fill out that form, they are in, we will work them through our three-step process of hosting their own event. And that starts with the planning phase, which is figuring out from their school how much paper they use during their last academic year. And then what we do is we take that number and convert it into the number of trees that they would need to plant to offset. So we estimate that around 10,000 sheets of paper is replaced for every one tree that we get to plant. So we take that number of sheets of paper divided by 10,000 and that's their uh, planned goal. After that, they go into a marketing phase with our marketing team where students uh, reach out to the residents of their community to one, ask if they would like a tree to be planted in their yard, but also to collect volunteers to help plant the trees on the day of the actual event. Because obviously planting 200, 300 trees in one day takes more than just two to three students or one group in particular. And so once they go through that marketing phase, they get all their requests in. Um, they know where they're planting, what day they're planting, how many they're planting. They actually get to host the event. So the students will pick a day um, depending on their location across the country, obviously with weather. Um, and they will host an event uh, like a hub. Normally uh, school is the hub. However, it depends on the community. And they take the trees from that location and drive around their community and plant the trees to the residents that requested them. 
So it's really great that it goes from like such a planning stage in like early, I mean, late summer, uh, early fall to a whole event being planned for the spring. Yeah, and I think, you know, what you're, what you guys are demonstrating is a lot of what we, we train people how to do during the climate action challenge. And I wished like, this is so brilliant the way you guys have it set up. And um, I, I always talk about me wasting decades doing stupid stuff um, <laughs> because I didn't know the idea of like starting a team and coming up with a day of action and, and having an annual plan, you know, so you're doing all those things like doing that, that day of action. And I can imagine that the teams that do that really benefit to, to get folks then involved in everything else that they're doing. Yeah, I definitely think that having a set day of like when this is all gonna take place definitely um, lets people in the community know like, oh, this is happening. It's not like a, a campaign to get people to sort their recycling, although those are fantastic. They take place over a long period of time. Whereas when we have like one set date, people know you know, March uh, 13th, that event is going to take place and they are gonna be planting trees. Uh, in Mansfield, we had people planting trees and everyone knew about it. So they'd see people planting and people would be honking their horns, you know, celebrating the kids that were planting the trees. So it's really great to see on that day, like the community support for the students that have been involved. Yeah. And do you, do you feel that it also, um brings more people into those school teams that then work on other projects as well? I think that it definitely can, especially if people know a day that they have to be available to do that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. But normally the, a lot of our programs are run by clubs too. So I think it also helps increase their involvement. Um, obviously the first events are taking place this spring. So we guess we won't see the effects just yet. Right. But, um, they can get um, more people involved in their eco clubs and eco projects that are taking place throughout the year, not just our specific event. Yeah, I would think so. I think that would really, because I think that's a big thing of it is that a lot of times the messaging with environmental stuff is no, like, don't do this, don't do that, don't, and people don't like that. <laughs> and this is like, this is a big yes. And and so if people have their other ideas, they might think, oh, well, this is a group where I could maybe start some other things I want to do, whether it's around bicycles or solar or, you know, waste or anything. Yeah, it definitely gives people like a plan of action of something that they can do, something they can contribute. And what's great is that they get to see the effect. I know some people are very motivated by like what I can see happen in the future. And it's really great to see that tree planted is something that you did to offset. Yeah, so so when you participated, so then in Mansfield and where you were, that you could see those trees when you were moving around the city, knowing that those trees were things that you guys planted. Yeah, it was, I mean, everyone who volunteered would drive by. I know one student, he planted a tree um, in an elderly woman's yard and every day he would drive by and see if it was growing. And so it was great to see that like people were so invested in what they had planted and were really curious to see like, oh, does this work? Like, are we going to, are we really combating the change? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another piece of it is that that relationship that, 
the, you know, people say, well, we're so disconnected from nature, but it's hard to know how do you, how do you fix that? How do you address it? So this, this program that you have gives a way for like that, that kid to be in relationship with that tree and also with that person and, and then kind of the community as a whole. So it's, it goes beyond the actual, just the actual trees in the ground. Yeah, it's definitely meant to kind of show people that their community around you is so supportive. And our hope, I mean, at least my hope for Tree Plenish is that we not only can, you know, increase sustainability in all these communities, but also to show that like youth don't need to be overlooked, that they like can be some of the most powerful activists for it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, you're, you're demonstrating that. And so, so I know that uh, for this year, it's a little bit late as far as getting involved for Earth Day, but I think there's still a little bit of a window of time. For example, I know several of the Denver public schools have events on April 17th and April 24th. So um, is it, what, what could people still do at this point as far as if they wanna support the students or, you know, what, what kind of role could folks play um, to support what all you have going on? So definitely, yeah. So Colorado in general has about nine schools. I know Denver has like two or three in, um, in the works. And so what we do is there's still time to request trees. Um, we close the request for trees one month before the day of the actual event. So if the event's April 17th or April 24th, um, then one month before we're going to close the order forms in order to make sure we can actually get all the trees to the school on time. Good idea. <laughs> um, and that everyone who orders their tree gets their tree. So um, one month before the order form will close. However, there still is a little bit of time to order a tree if you'd like. But also those students are still going to be looking for volunteers probably up until about a week before the event takes place. And you might think, oh, they're just planting trees, but it actually takes a lot of work and they need a lot of volunteers to help plant the 200 to 300 trees that they have planned. So it's definitely, if they, if people are willing and able, we definitely have uh, COVID guidelines that we uh, ask that all volunteers will follow. However, there is um, plenty of opportunity for people to get involved and help plant that day. Also, um, events can take donations um, anytime, as well as Tree Plenish in general can take donations anytime to help maybe not even this year's programs, but next year's programs, because we're mm -hmm. obviously hoping that schools don't just do it once, but they're hoping to do it every year to help replace um, not just one academic year, but every academic year that follows. Right, so right. There's still, there's still time to get involved if people are hoping to. Yeah, that's great. Because I mean, I think that's a lot of people are canceling events. And this is something that if somebody wants to volunteer to that, they could still do that. So that's a great opportunity for folks. And so the the general cost per tree, is it the same for everyone in every location? Or does each group set it separately? So um, the base cost at um, for us is $5 per tree. However, before um, they start marketing out to ask residents to request for trees. We do a one month push for sponsorship in their area. So in Denver's area, they might request um, that local businesses support them and donate even just 20, 50, $100 to help offset some of the costs. And then what we do before the order forms go out in around January is we take all that cost and we subtract it off how much per tree 
um, residents will pay. So the base, if they don't have any uh, sponsorship, would be $5 per tree. But schools have gotten it down to, you know, $4.10 a tree or um, $3 a tree. And some, some schools have been able to offset you know, all of their trees and residents just simply have to say, I want a tree planted and wow. we can get one to you. So it really depends also on the sponsorship that they have. Um, but the base, like the max cost would be $5 for one tree. Wow. That's great. And so what types of trees do you, do you focus on or how do you, how, where do you actually get the trees and, um, you know, what are the choices that people have? Um, so the trees um, are, we have a couple different providers because obviously we ask for a lot of trees to be, um, you know, uh, ready for us to plant. So um, there are a couple different providers. I'm not positive on all of their names. However, um, we use a couple in Michigan as well as Massachusetts, and there um, are a couple on the West Coast as well. Um, and the de but depending on the location, students have opportunity to pick the type of tree that they want to plant because obviously certain trees are going to grow better in certain locations. So there's definitely some research that goes into that. Uh, some of the examples, I guess, for Colorado were uh, a Douglas fir tree. Um, uh, there was a red maple or like an Eastern redbud tree, I think were three of the types. Um, there are a couple more for Colorado in general, but it definitely depends on the location. I know um, some areas had like apple trees planted, but obviously apple trees aren't native to every location. So it definitely depends on where you're located in the country. We obviously right. want those trees to grow. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I love this, right? So you have a structure that, so every team doesn't have to figure out from soup to nuts, all these details. So you have those ideas like sponsors and your marketing plan and where you actually get the trees. Those are a lot of details that are figured out for them. Yes, we, de we definitely wanna make it so that students wanna be involved. Obviously overwhelming a junior, sophomore, senior in high school is um, a lot to put on their plate on top of all that schoolwork. So we definitely try and make sure that we've planned out for them step-by-step step and make ourselves available to them uh, however often they need it to make sure that they can follow the steps that we need them to do and complete before the day of their actual event. Perfect. Um, yeah, and it obviously, I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but it comes at no cost to the students to host an event, as in they don't pay anything to us, we don't um, pay anything to them directly, but all of their costs are covered by tree plenish except the tree itself. That's when the residents request to um, have a tree planted. So that's the only cost that comes with, with hosting one of our events. So they are part of your program. They don't have to like pay something to be part of the program. That's so cool. That is really neat. Well, um, one of the things <laughs> as we're just talking um, is that this would be really fun to partner if you have schools that are doing something during that um, September to November timeframe, it would be fun to do it as part of the 2021 International Climate Action Challenge. That, definitely, yeah. definitely. We are already making a push for schools to start for the 2021 to 2022 academic year to get as many interest forms and our interest form will probably stay open probably until about um, late October, mid-November of next year. So definitely oh, want to make cool. a push for that. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, that would be terrific. Yeah. I mean, one of the things too that I, that I have seen that works really well is that when you do a big day of action like that, so this might be something to kind of pass on to your, your teams, um, that after you do a big day of action, then to follow it up with a, like a community forum can be a really good way to go forward because then you get people excited and, and then they have ideas of what to do next. So following that up with that planning forum can be kind of a neat thing to do is like, okay, we've done this event, we've got all these people, what else should we do? So kind of making it a one, two um, step thing. Yeah, we definitely want to make sure that the community, obviously they have that big day, but then stays involved throughout it. Um, I know there are plans in the works to uh, do stuff with the residents once their trees are planted. Obviously, we give them information about how to care for their tree and um, how to make sure that it grows properly, but also, you know, stay involved with the media in that area to show what those students have been doing. Yeah. It's much less about like what we do. We we we're not there on the actual day of the event. That's all on the students. So trying to get them coverage and leverage them for years to come would be great as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's an excellent model and so happy to have heard about it and be able to, to share this with folks. All right. So where should people go to, to find out more about what you're, what all you're doing as far as giving a donation to a specific school or a school that wants to sign up to participate where should they find out more? So definitely our website is key, uh, treeplenish.org. Uh, we have everything there from all about us and our mission to the donate page to getting involved. Right at the top, there's a get involved, find an event or host an event. Uh, if you're interested for the next year, you can go to the host an event and you can fill out the interest form um, and we'd be happy to have you. Um, and then there's also the find an event page right there and it's all organized by state and location. So if you go down and if you're in Colorado, you press on Colorado, you'll get all the schools in your area. So if there's any school near you and you'd like to request a tree or donate to those students specifically, uh, definitely the place to check it out is treeplenish.org. Yeah, I noticed that that your your website is very clean and easy to use. So good job. <laughs> That's, that's pretty rare, I have to say. Um, yeah, so that is awesome. And uh, my last question is, is, have you had interest about going international? So out to other countries, I could see this thing continuing on. Um, I have not heard anything yet about international, but I think that could be absolutely incredible. Um, obviously, we're in year one. Uh, I guess year two, if you count the year we just did the event in Mass in Mansfield. Um, but obviously we're in year one and the goal started with 10 schools and we got to 85. Right. So I think we definitely want to make sure we keep expanding nationally to start. But I think taking it international would be great. We actually have a couple members on our team who are from other countries that are attending school in the U.S. right now. Mm. And they, I'm sure, would have a huge part in helping us take that so I think first step is to spread our message across the U.S. see how many we can reach but right uh, I I don't think anyone in our program would be opposed to spreading it globally well and I like too that you're you know for kind of the climate justice that those of us that are in these more affluent more consumeristic societies that we are 
addressing that here. It's we're, as part of our 2021 um, Earth Week Summit, we have a, a books and trees bundle where people can get the Climate Action Challenge book and workbook. So figuring out how do you make a difference in your community, like you guys are doing. Um, but also we have a, a, some, a, a fund where we're helping uh, one of our groups planting trees in Kenya. So I, I do think it really is important to for us to be looking at how much paper we're using, how much you know carbon we're admit, emitting, and making changes right here, as well as reaching out to our buddies around the world. So, all right. Well, thanks so much, Kat, for for taking time with me, and um, good luck in everything that Tree Plenish is doing, as well as your own your own studies for your nonprofit management. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, but also for letting me spread our message about what we're doing and how people can get involved. It definitely every, every interview, every, every media helps. We, we just want to spread our message and hope that the students can uh, see their progress and their uh, change really taking effect in their communities. So thank you. Yeah, it's a great model. So happy to spread the word. All right, so thanks everybody. And remember that the time for action is now because there is no planet B. See you soon.